Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in today's episode. What's this? What's this? The simply sensational standing ovation of Royal Dalton Music Hall. What is this? This is where you want to be. What is this? Welcome back to part six of our Marvel Cinematic Universe retrospective look back review thing. Uh, I am once again joined by my lovely partner, Meg. Me. Hi. Hi. Uh, And today, this episode, I think we're pretty much only going to be talking about Infinity War. Yeah, I think so. It's It's a pretty big movie. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's, uh, it's very long. Yep. And it was a huge event when it came out. Yeah. What, because um, I remember you saying that for you, Black Panther was kind of the first really big Marvel movie on your radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of Fantasy Movie League. Right. And, of course, Infinity War came out just two and a half months later. Yeah, I don't remember the... I mean, I don't remember as much of the chit-chat about that one as I do Black Panther, but mm-hmm. I I assume there was some. I'm pretty sure somebody was probably excited about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, the, the Avengers are no strangers to breaking box office records, even at this point. The first Avengers movie, I think, was the first film to ever do 200 million dollars in an opening weekend Mm. fancy Um, yeah Uh, it lost that record a couple of times and when star wars took it at like 250 it i I remember it feeling insurmountable like that's so (laughs) much money that's a lot of money and in three days in three days three and a half three and a half yeah yeah. three and a half days and like star wars had so much build-up so much expectations. It got a release around Christmas. Like, everybody was off school. It felt like a perfect storm. And there's a reason. Like, its record was not beat for a couple of years. Which, when I say it that way, it doesn't feel that spectacular. It only lasted for a couple of years. Yeah. But, I guess, in, the, in today's box office climate, every, you know, tenth film studios want it to make, like... 300 million dollars domestically like immediately right because the bud the budgets for everything just go up 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 yes so i for me i remember infinity war when it was announced they announced two parts and it would be infinity war part one and what became endgame was originally infinity war part two Hmm. and then they rebranded it so that people weren't weren't hesitant to go see part one early, right. knowing part two was coming at some point, mm-hmm. having seen that sometimes not work out for like Harry Potter and Twilight and The Hunger Games, which all did that with their big ending of the franchise. Right. Yeah, it's hard to get excited for half of a story when mm-hmm. you know then you have to wait like two years or a year for the other half of the story. Yeah. Um, 
But then Black Panther was enormous. Hype. So big. Um, bigger than, you know, any Marvel film before it, ultimately. And that was was kind of a... In hindsight, it feels like a precursor for what was to come. But I remember even thinking at the time, like, well, maybe some of the wind is taken out of its sails, mm-hmm. Infinity War. You know, how, what are the, it just, there was, there was, there's just not enough time in between the two movies. Black Panther's still making like $15 million the same weekend that Infinity War came out. Right. It's very fresh in everyone's minds. But, um, it was, it broke everything. Yeah. On like, um, what was it? That last weekend in April, it just, it, it just kept going. It just kept building and building and building and defying logic at times, at least for people who like track the box office and things like that. It seemed really, really, really big. And it ended up beating Star Wars record. Which was amazing to me. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to see it until the second weekend it was out. Oh, why? Well, so at the time, I had planned a trip for that second weekend uh, with my ex to go to her family. And on the way, we were going to swing up and stop at a friend of mine's, Sam's house. Because uh, uh, it was... I don't think that day was his birthday, but like his birthday fell around that weekend. Mm. So we went up to see see, and when 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 we saw him, we went and saw Infinity War. So we kind of put it off to see it with him, which was a struggle. Struggle bus. I mean, it's already difficult enough to avoid like spoilers when you're when the movie's not out, right? But once the movie's out, it's ten times more difficult. You're done. It, It was very very tough. Like, how did you even? How'd you even get on, like, Fantasy Movie League or, like, do anything in between, uh, like, when it came out and then when you went and saw it? I mean, I, like, I didn't get on Twitter. I had everything muted on Twitter anyway. And I don't know. People on Fantasy Movie League were pretty good about, like, withholding the spoilers. Because uh, it, like, that was before Discord was a thing. Uh, wasn't it? Was it? I don't 2018? Know. I don't know when Discord started. I think doing a thing discord started yeah i think it started that summer so a couple of months after infinity war came out yeah around the same time probably yeah so it wasn't a it could it could have been a lot worse like <laughs> right. if, if it would happen now it would have been very very different and so i was pretty hyped for it i mean avengers Infinity yeah. War, Thanos, everything you've been working toward, every all the things that these past, you know, 15 movies that we've just talked about, we're kind of eventually getting to is this movie. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, and, and like it had that sort of finality feel to it, which, right. you know, Endgame has probably even more so. Right, yeah. Thanks to the title as well. But, um, yeah. Infinity War was a uh, was a game changer when it came out. <laughs> um, so what? So you watched when we watched it together. Mm-hmm. 
This was the last movie that we watched to lead into Captain Marvel. Yes. Right? Yes, because Ant-Man and the Wasp was before this. Yeah, chronologically, the bulk of Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place before Infinity War. Right. Or right. it's almost... I guess it's it, sort of happening kind of at the same time. It it starts behind Infinity War and eventually catches up and then the end credit scene takes place at the very end of Infinity War. Right. Uh, so you end up with... Which is a little frustrating because like, you watch this and then a couple of months you watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and you're backtracking. Right. Which at least I'm grateful uh, Spider-Man Far From Home was more was pushing forward as opposed to looking back right nice. yeah uh so, so i suppose you couldn't really do the ant-man the wasp end credits if you did it before infinity war came out no you really can't <laughs> um what happened kinda, to those people kind of gives away the the stinger at the end of infinity war and i think my uh, uh, something i'm very excited to talk about when we get to the end of talking about infinity war so we Saw Thanos in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. We we well, didn't see him, but he sh- his ship shows up as Thor and all of the Asgardians are leaving. Yes, and that's where we pick up in Infinity War. Yes, uh, we don't even see the boarding of the ship. We don't see any of that. Yeah, we don't see what happens. We just see the aftermath of it. Yes, which kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie because the opening was just like devastating. Yeah, to me, I was like. This is awful. Mm-hmm. Like, these poor people just had to, like, leave their home because their home got destroyed. And they're like, well, we'll go. We'll go elsewhere. Yeah. And then we open with them all slaughtered on the deck of their ship. Yep. Which was not nice. No. Thor, Thor's in a bad shape. I just remember, like, watching the opening of that and I just, like, gaping at it. Like, what is happening? Um, Hulk is there. We get to see Thanos uh, beat Hulk up. Yeah. As Hulk, which is a good way to show, like, how credible he is as a villain. Yeah. Thanos is a pretty big dude. Yeah. He matches Hulk in size. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, he's like, he's got the strength, he's got the speed, but he also has the intelligence. Yes. And then the strategy that Hulk does not have. Right. Which he uses greatly to his advantage um but you're you like you're looking at this ship that's got thor hulk loki and you know valkyrie and and all these other very competent fighters on it and there's there's no scratch on thanos no he's not breaking a sweat Mm -hmm. against them it's it's very insane yeah uh, it does. It, it shouldn't be overlooked. He already has the power stone at this point, so his his strength's a little uh, adjusted. Yeah, from what it would normally be. But he's there for one reason, and that is to get the uh, space stone from the tesseract that Loki stole. Yes. And as much as. Loki tries to deceive him. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. This Can't time. do it. No. He he kills Loki. Yeah. He he strangles him to death with one hand. Yeah. And 
already the stakes are higher than they've ever been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And I, because it was Loki, I kept waiting for him to show back up or for something right. to happen. Right, of all the characters, yeah. you know. I just kept waiting and then I was like, he's... He's gone. He's gone. No more Loki. No. Which was just like another like, oh my God, what is happening in this movie? Like this guy who we've seen die in quotes like two or three times already. Yeah, he's he's died multiple <laughs> times in the movies he's been in so far. Mm-hmm. And so even when you see it in Infinity War, there's still a question mark in the back of your head. You can't yeah. you can't avoid it with yeah. Loki. Yeah, I waited like 75% of the movie for him to like show back up somehow. Yeah. Uh, he's not the only one. Uh, we see Heimdall killed in this opening scene as well. Um, Thor is rendered, uh, is incapacitated by uh, Thanos' children. The four sort of nameless henchmen that are slightly stronger and have a little bit more of a personality than the, the actual faceless henchmen that Thanos has. Uh, one of the weaker parts, I think, of the movie is the lack of characterization that these four get. Right, but if you're Thanos is so big and imposing and powerful no. himself, like, he doesn't really need henchmen. He just no. kind of has them. Yeah. Uh, which, and I think we'd mentioned before, like, I wish I would have seen one or two of these guys in a different movie prior to this, if they yeah. wanted to use them. Yeah, like, I didn't... They didn't really do anything for me. I didn't really care one way or the other, really. No. So it didn't really bother me that they didn't have... There's so many other characters already. I know. That I don't really need henchmen. No. Kind of a little, uh, little extra. Yeah. A little extra. Um, so just when we feel, I, you know, you think that everything is for naught and, and that our, our intrepid heroes are going to be crushed into smithereens. Uh, Heimdall, in his, with his dying breath, teleports Hulk to Earth. And we find out that Thor is blown up with the ship. Um, but it's Thor, so he's not dead. I don't think anyone... I didn't think he was dead, but it's not great. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really remember that. I think I was still so like <laughs> taken aback. I was still so taken aback by like the opening scene altogether <laughs> that I couldn't like process the ship blowing up and what had happened. I was just like, I can't. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> this is too much. I am moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> so we follow Hulk, and I think this is another interesting element of this movie, and I think it's something that is kind of lost on a lot of the Marvel movies is. The amount of time that takes that transpires from the start of the movie to the end. Infinity War happens really quickly. There's maybe two days that pass if you kind of, you know, when you think of the night scene with um, Vision and Scarlet Witch, and maybe that's the only night in the whole movie, you know? It, yeah. If, if, I guess I'll say this if a lot of time passes during this movie, it doesn't show it. It does. It feels like it's happening just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I don't know. It's the passage of time in these movies is something I've never really paid that much attention to. Mm-hmm. I think because there's usually like other other things going on. The passage of time isn't really like vital to, I guess, what's happening. And I don't think it is. I I just think, I don't know. It 
anytime I'm like reflecting on these movies or, you know, when the new one, new movies are coming out, I'm like, okay, well, how does this fit into all the other movies? Like Captain Marvel fits in decades earlier than even Iron Man. Right. Right. And, you know, and when we get to Endgame and we have that giant time skip in the middle of Endgame, right. like that feels very significant because none of the other movies do that. Right. For example. Uh, so, yeah. So we instantly go to Earth. Hulk is crash lands in uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum that Doctor Strange runs, protects. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically is like, Thanos. It it turns back into Mark Ruffalo. Thanos! Thanos is coming. We gotta stop him. It's a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) A little more dire than that. Yeah, I think. Maybe. Probably. Probably there's a little bit more dialogue than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They go grab Tony. Of course. Gotta grab Tony. Yeah. And so you end up with Doctor Strange, Hulk, Iron Man, and Wong. Yes. (laughs) As the four guys in this one room discussing Thanos, the danger he poses, um, what he's after in the Infinity Stones, the six Infinity Stones, and what he can do with them if he has all of them. Which kind of boils down to, and I wish, another thing, I wish this was given like one minute of explanation, but at this point they already say... He snaps his fingers and he can wipe out half of all living things right. in the universe. I don't, den- I don't doubt it for a second. I just, what, what's, how does that work? Yeah, right. You know, he can, like, we see him use all the stones. I think at various points throughout the film, like the reality stone and, um, you know, and then the space stone. He teleports. He can, you know show the past at some uh, when he's on titan and so on and so forth but and like turn back time etc but i just like how do these abilities combine to where i snap my fingers and i wipe out at random half of all living beings right it's a little i don't know i don't again i don't doubt that he can do it i just wish i knew how he was doing it a little more explanation. Yeah. But I guess when your movie's already two and a half hours long. Plus, I feel like that'd be kind of <clears throat> hard to come up with a feasible explanation for. <laughs> I bet there's an, ex- an explanation in the comics. Probably, yeah. But, yeah, well. Uh, so, while they're kind of uh, Tony and, and Iron Man getting, or Iron Man and Doctor Strange getting their first interactions together... As the goatee quipping <laughs> characters that they are, always the two people who kind of always feel like the smartest person in the room yeah. are suddenly in the room with somebody else who's feels the same way. <laughs> uh, while that's happening, uh, two of Thanos's henchmen show up, intending to get the time stone that Doctor Strange has. Right, and a fight breaks out because, of course, it does. Uh, Peter Parker's like on the bus over by the bridge, and like he he feels it. He his spider tense, spidey spidey senses tingles. His peaty tingle. His peaty tingle, <laughs> and he joins the fray. Um, and I don't know. It's not a Thanos fight, 
so it doesn't quite have that level of um, gravity to it. Right. But it's a kind of enter- it's kind of entertaining, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the way the magic users integrate with Iron Man with Peter Parker. Hulk is absolutely useless and <laughs> does nothing the whole time. Um, and uh, they end up grabbing. They can't take the time zone off of Doctor Strange, so they take Doctor Strange sure, back not? up to their little circle ship. Yeah. You like the circle ship? Don't remember it, so it must be not. A little, little wheel thing? No. Not at all? Nope. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, I only vaguely <clears throat> remember this section of the movie. Uh, I think I was still stuck on what had happened already. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man hitches a ride on the circle ship mm-hmm. uh, against Tony's wishes. Yeah. I know that they all end up in the same place, all of these characters. Yeah. Bong, Bong decides to leave. He's like, I'm out. I got to go protect other stuff. Yeah. And uh, this is a little above my pay grade. Tony has to call up Pepper and he's like, hey, uh, I'm not going to be back for a while. <laughs> got some stuff to do. Yeah, something came up. Uh, so he's like, I'm headed to outer space. <laughs> some, he says something to that effect. Yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow just saying, I'm like, what is happening? What Tony, come back. And it kind of like fizzles out. Yeah. Uh, so he, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, all on the ship, mm-hmm. they... The two uh, Thanos children, the giant big brawl, uh, burly guy, does not make it back to the ship that I remember. Because the only person left is Ebony Maul, the kind of like magic one. Oh, yeah. And so, as far as I can tell, it's those four people on the ship and that's it. Yeah. Which feels ill-advised. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you don't have a, even like a couple of minions. They're not going to do anything, but at least they could alert you. To the presence of all these other people. Yeah. But movie's going to do a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You'd think that would make some sort of sense, but... I don't know. They're his main henchmen. Maybe he thought they could just figure it out. Yeah. Can't get all the stones myself. myself. I don't have that kind of free time. Like, <laughs> maybe you can just go get this one. Yeah. Yeah. They send two people to go get the time stone. From the guy who controls time. Should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a normal dude. They should have been able to figure it out. You'd think. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut over to what the other two are doing. They are in Edinburgh. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Um, uh, trying to retrieve the Mind Stone, which is oh, in yes. Vision's forehead. Yes, that's one that's a little bit harder to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch, more than capable fighters of their own, their own right, in their own rights. Uh, so they are able to hold their own as it stands. Yeah, I don't feel like they had that much of an issue just not getting the stone stolen. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of were fighting to a draw to a degree. And then a shadowy figure appears. Dun, dun, dun. And I forget which one it is, but uh, I think Glaive throws his like spear thing at the shadowy figure. And the shadowy figure catches it. Dun, dun, dun. Who could it be with a giant, full beard <laughs> after spending so much time in exile? It is Captain America. Dun, dun, dun. Steve Rogers. Dun, dun, dun. Steps out of the shadows to symbolize his return to the adventurers. Yeah, I forgot he went wandering off after Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then we get Falcon and Natasha both show up as well. And uh, the tide quickly turns in their favor. And they send the other two packing. They don't kill them because, you know, good guys don't kill people. Sort of. Even though that's probably ill-advised. Yeah. I remember the line where one of them, one of the bad ones is... Says, like, you you won't get this chance again. You'll regret this. Something like that effect. Yeah. Uh, which, do they? I don't know. I don't know. Not really. Bad guys are bad guys. I feel like you should get a pass if you want to kill them. <laughs> well, Seems fair. Well, that's a, that's a very different issue and debate <laughs> that has nothing to do with these movies. Just um, saying. Uh, so... This is where we start the con- the question of what to do about the Mind Stone that's stuck in Vision's head. And yeah. this is where he first proposes, we'll destroy it. Yeah. If you destroy it, Thanos cannot acquire it. Yeah, he needs all the stones. If the stone's Period. not there, then can't do it. Um, so there's a couple of things about this plan. One, Vision will die. That's a problem. So uh, rather not that, rather have that not happen. But... Then you get into the issue of like, well, if it's just Vision or half of the universe, which could include Vision. Right. Or, I mean, if he I mean he has to kill Vision to get it anyway. So if yeah. he do, if it is, if he succeeds, um, the old, you know, the trolley problem. Yeah. Uh, do you, if you're not Vision, do you, are you on the side of, yeah, we, we should sacrifice vision to protect everybody probably yeah yeah that's that seems like a good idea um but caveat if you are in love with vision and he has to die does that change your answer no kill him who cares (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) no that would probably change my answer yeah maybe Uh, see if there's some sort of i feel like since he's like uh he started out as artificial intelligence like why can't they stick him somewhere else i don't know i don't know i don't think that's ever asked Maybe somebody should have. We could have avoided some problems. Yep. Now, the second issue... So I guess that's kind of what they were trying to do when they were trying to get the stone out of his head in a less smashing way. (laughs) Yes. Because they ultimately decide to go to Wakanda. Yes. And Shuri can extract the stone uh, without killing Vision. Because she's the best. She's the best. So good at everything. But the other thing, and this doesn't come up, is if Thanos has the time stone, then he could probably just rotate. He could just go back, back until it's eventually, not broken yeah. and get it that way. But then, what if? Well, I guess if he has the time stone. I was gonna say, what if he time stones back mm-hmm. to before he got the time stone? Like, can he do that? I don't think so. And I think the movie specifically wants to avoid this complication. We are ruining the entire script <laughs> by <laughs> um, asking all these questions. Because, like, when he does finally get the mind stone. He has to go back in time to do it. But at that point, he's only rewinding time like five minutes. Right. Not potentially like a day and a half. Yeah. Which maybe not matter at all, but. Yeah, I don't know, know logistically how that works out. Right. If so, you could just rewind as far back as you feel like it. I think so. Now it's yours. I would assume. So, yeah, I don't understand. Like, if it wasn't yours before, you rewind past that part. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Because I think, yeah, I don't know. Because I want to keep comparing it to the time travel that they do in Endgame, 
but it's a very different time travel. Right. So I don't think it's a one-for-one one comparison. No, I don't think so. Um, so, yes. So Captain America's like, hey, I know a place where we might be able to fix him. And I don't know how... I don't know why he knows that Wakanda is this... Or I guess... Well, has he been talking to Winter Soldier? Since they, he was hanging out there, wasn't he? I don't think he has been. I mean, he knows he's there. But, although I guess... Again, like, and this is where I wish I had a little better idea of the timeline. At the end of Black Panther, we talked about how they, like, opened their borders, kind of. Right. Or at least the information that they have, sort of. So, that presumably has already happened... So he would know, oh, that's why Winter Soldier went there. Because yeah. they can fix him or something. Yeah. So I assume they, at this point the other the super, other superheroes have been in touch with each other. You would you would think. Somebody has been. They, the they have the a, gossip train. They have a network. Yeah, the superhero they, gossip train has been going at some point. They all point have a here. Discord server together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, There's different factions after Civil War and they just talk shit about each other in their own little... <laughs> sub sub chats and then there's a couple that cross over between and let everybody each other know what's going on in the other sub chat Mm -hmm. yeah yeah every they all have like one channel that excludes iron man (laughs) so they can just (laughs) talk about him behind his back right uh so they decide (laughs) we're gonna go to wakanda they can if anybody can figure it out they can figure it out yes how to extract the stone without killing vision and they do there is a way sure he knows how to do it but it's, it takes a few minutes. It's going to take a while. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure like she starts doing. Uh, so she kind of has to untangle the way that the stone is connected to his brain. Yeah. Something. She basically like it's very meticulous. It's like mm. you have to be very careful. And it takes a while. And I think she runs into not some issues, but I think it's more complicated than she had originally anticipated when she starts doing it. Yeah. I think. I kind of compare it to say, I don't know, like you have an Excel spreadsheet and you have two columns of numbers and you want the third column to be the sum of those first two numbers in each row. There's an easy sum uh, formula you can do and then you can just copy it all the way down in like five seconds, you're done. But she can't do it that way. She has to individually go type out every single sum formula for each row for like 200,000 thousand rows is kind of how it feels that's awful see i was picturing it more in my head like you go in to do some sort of surgery on someone that should be a kind of basic surgery you go in there's some sort of other things happening in there you're like oh well there's there's some cancer over here oh no that's moved around that is a very different surgery (laughs) yes yeah Uh, oh i cut this blood vessel whoopsies Need to fix that one. And where did I put my scalpel? Uh, hmm. See, I don't, I don't know why I didn't jump to that because I that literally happened to me with my finger. Somebody lost his scalpel inside of you. No, but, <laughs> but they told me when I broke my my pinky. See, I've seen enough Grey's Anatomy that like that's what I've it made me think of. Plenty of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, uh, but no, the guy was like, "Come in." It's, it shouldn't be a very difficult surgery. Looks like a clean break. You'll be under. You'll be out. Hour tops. And I woke up after they put me under and like six hours had passed. Uh, because oh no. 
there was not a clean break. Uh, the bone was shattered and splintered into tiny, tiny pieces. So, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, we could just use your Excel scenario if you want to instead. I mean, I'm not. Are we going to come back to these metaphors? I don't think so. No, probably not. No. Um, Yours was just silly. Why? I don't know. It's not related. There's a very easy surgery-related one, which is kind of like what they're doing. Is it though? Sort of. Don't they? Sh- I feel like they show like the inside this like synapses or like whatever it's going on in there. I she's, think like, like tinkering with. I think like parts of his forehead are open, open up around it, mm-hmm. and it's like she's like using her uh, like virtual <laughs> finger, visual hologram stuff mm-hmm. to like just unta- unattach individual threads one by one, right. and there's just like yeah. two hundred million threads. Yeah. It's like you took, like, 500 Boy Scouts and told them to make a bunch of knots and some ropes. And then you have to untangle all of it. No, thank you. So then we jump over to characters that we haven't seen in an Avengers movie before this Mm -hmm. in The Guardians. Yes. They are united with the rest of the squad. Conveniently. Yeah. So Thor, after the Asgardian ship is destroyed, is sent hurtling through space in if you if if a if let's say there were 360 degrees of options that he could have gone in okay and i'm sure that's not even close to the number of directions he could have gone depending on how far he was traveling (laughs) through space uh because that only deals with like a flat thing like could have gone up down whatever happens to happens to crash into the guardian ship yes just floating out in no man's land yeah yeah does one of those um like squeaky windshield (laughs) sounds across their like dashboard basically and rock is just like er what yeah must happen (laughs) all the time who is this guy (laughs) yeah kind of unfazed yes uh so they bring him on board they do a thing they have, the, they have the conversation. I think there's some uh, penis measuring between Star-Lord and Thor, yes, which is witty not, banter. A comp- not a competition. No. Nice try, Peter Quill. Nice try. Uh, but it's, it's, one, it's nice to finally see the Guardians interacting with other members of the Marvel Universe. Yes. Uh, Thor... I think, despite the sort of uh, silliness involved in his... Uh, I, th- I think more of the silliness comes from Peter in their uh, dynamic. Yeah, I think Thor's just like, I'm Thor, I'm great. And Peter's like, yeah. uh, I'm in charge here. And Thor's like, sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, like, you still feel some sense of, like, impending doom. There's enough of that in this conversation to get, you know, as soon as Nebula is brought, or uh, not Nebula, Gamora is brought into the conversation when he mentions Thanos, and you're like, oh, that's my dad. He's an awful guy. He does some bad shit. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, It's not great. No. No. Uh, So, the movie tries to have it both ways with its lighthearted banter as well as its doom and gloom side of things. Yeah, it can't all be doom and gloom. Mm. It's not a very good time. No. There's a lot of doom and gloom in this movie. So, 
A little witty repartee is not uh, unwelcome. Witty repartee. Uh, ultimately, they decide to go two directions. Uh, Thor grabs Rocket and Groot, which is a great trio of characters <laughs> yes. to be together. Uh, and by this time, we should mention Teenage Groot. Yes. Playing his video game. Surly Teenage Groot, who does not want to be involved in anything that's happening. No. I think... I, like one of thing that sticks out is like him being like, "I am Groot," and everybody's like, "Whoa! <laughs> how dare you say that?" <laughs> um, which funny and also shows like they all kind of can understand him now. Yes, which is nice. Yeah. So the three of them head off to Peter Dinklage, uh, the giant dwarf, to mm-hmm. build a new weapon. Yes, since his Thor hammer got smushed by Huge. Thanos earlier. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, he calls it the Thanos killing kind of weapon. Dun, dun, dun. Well, Seems not... useful. Well, the first time it wasn't. Well. Hopefully they make a better one this time. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they're off doing that. They head over the, uh, I forget the name of the place, um, but it's like a giant kiln yeah. forge. And in the opposite direction... I don't know if it's necessarily the opposite direction, but <laughs> heading off to get the reality stone with the collector, Benicio del Toro, is everyone else. Uh, hoping to get there before Thanos, and if they can get the reality stone, that'll go a long way. Slow him down even. Uh, that would be helpful. Right. And uh doesn't, doesn't quite go as planned. Uh, no. Um, which... Isn't it's? I like the aspect of like this is the reality stone. We've never, we haven't really seen it do anything substantial before. Yeah. And the way we first see it do something is, oh, we still have time to save it, and but that's all. It's all a lie. Yeah. Everything is a deception. Bit of an illusion. Uh, which is just like insane how much power that thing has. Yeah. You know, Thanos, you know, he doesn't know that when they're going to get there. So he's just been sitting around waiting for them with, like, faking what's not there. And, uh, you know, he, he, what, he uses it to turn Drax into, like, play cubes, basically. And Mantis springs out and, like, her body separates. Um, and he gives us this moment between Peter and... Gamora, where she thinks she killed him, and that's when the kind of the reality breaks down. And he's like, oh, actually, I'm gonna kill you, sort of. But he wants Peter to kill her. Oh, yeah. Right? And we kind of skipped over it. Well, I guess I kind of skipped over it. The conversation that Peter and Gamora have earlier is uh, she tells him kill me if he's going to capture me yes. essentially and uh peter doesn't want to do that because no. you know he's in love yes and he's bad at following instructions he is yeah. that is very true yeah uh which will come up again yeah peter oftentimes thinks he's doing something good and he's usually doing the opposite of that true doing a stupid quite stupid yeah um we find out eventually that the reason he she wants him to kill her is because she has knowledge of one of the stone's locations that Thanos does not. Right. And uh, 
Yeah, that's something you don't want him to get. No, not really. So, uh, but and she it, also becomes important in getting one of the stones later on, which probably could have been prevented. Yep. So, I mean, to his credit, after a lot of begging and pleading and hand-wringing and Thanos goading him on, he does pull the trigger on his gun to kill Gamora. And uh, his gun turns into, like, a bubble gun. Womp, thing. womp, womp. So, does not does not quite work out. No. Uh, so, Thanos teleports away, takes Gamora with him, leaves the rest of them there. Which, I don't know why he doesn't just kill them. I don't know what. Maybe in, like, the back of his mind, he's like, well, when I kill half of the universe, like, some number of these people are going to die anyway. Yeah. But. I don't know, too, if he knows that the rest of them are trying to get their hands on the other stones and he's in a hurry. Uh, maybe. But I don't, I don't feel know. like he could. I feel like he could probably eliminate all of them pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, a, this is barely a speed bump to yeah. him. It's not going to, like, slow him down in the slightest. And, yeah, uh, none of them have any superhuman powers, really. Not really. Peter's an idiot. Drax is big and an idiot. You know. Mantis is also kind of an idiot. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, Rocket. Isn't is even a... there. Yeah, no, yeah, I forgot yeah, he's the not there. The rest aren't even there. So, no. yeah. you know, he even already... Better. But that's not what happened. So, you know, he takes Gamora away. Yeah. Uh, and... This was, for me, the sequence with Thanos and Gamora far more emotionally impactful than I expected it would be. Especially if I had been told, like, beforehand, like, hey, Thanos, who's never really been in one of these movies before, um, is going to sacrifice his daughter um, as the, you know, big villain. He's going to be very tearfully sad about it, and she's going to die. I'd be like, well... I mean, he's the villain. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I didn't expect to have any sort of, you know, sympathy for him in this moment. And I kind of did. Yeah. Um, you know, credit for, I guess, Josh Berlin, who plays Thanos, which I should have mentioned. <laughs> yes. Um, does a really good job behind yeah. all the purple motion capture stuff. Yeah. And I think when they've shown the flashbacks before of when he finds Gamora, when he's mm -hmm. out slaughtering everybody on her planet. <laughs> yes. Even the scene kind of with the two of them is cute. touching. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can kind of see how he would become this sort of foster parent to her, you know, teaching her, guiding her. You know, from that young of an age, it's tough to consider alternatives uh, for a while yeah. until, you know, you're as old as Gamora is. Right. 30? I don't know. I don't know. What? Yeah. I don't know what she what she is. I don't know their aging process, no. I guess. Mm. So it's hard to say. True. But so so they end up on this secluded planet and they're greeted by of all people Red Skull from Captain America, the first <laughs> Avenger. Yes, I still not entirely. Do they explain how he got there? Um not exactly. Uh you random villain that we've seen before, you're going to be in charge of guarding this thing. <laughs> yeah, so I've heard um, they do, I don't the movie doesn't really explain it. I think uh, it kind of hand waves this notion that uh, because 
Red Skull in their movie, you know, that movie revolved around the Tesseract. Um, you know, he was after one of the Infinity Stones. And because he kind of sacrificed, like, he put his everything into this stone. I think the stones themselves kind of claimed him uh, in that, I don't know, like, it kind of bound him to the world and prevented him from like going into whatever the afterlife is or leaving this plane of existence. So he's sort of stuck in limbo purgatory. Yeah. Something to that effect is, is what I have picked up on and, and kind of read between the lines for, but it's a little unclear. And, uh, as we've said in other instances, it's, they don't really have the time to get into all the like minutia (laughs) that's happening. If you want to know what's happening, go read the comics. <laughs> yeah, something to that effect. Uh, but he's there. He greets them. It's not Hugo Weaving. Somebody else is, you know, doing their Hugo best Hugo Weaving impression, uh, which is pretty good. And the trick for the Soul Stone is you have to give a soul to get the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. uh, and it has to be somebody or something, I guess, you love. And he says this, and, like, Gamora's, like, standing there, and and she starts laughing, like, you don't love anything. You can't even get all the stones because you don't love anything. Mm -hmm. And, first of all, false. I think he bring... I think, like, if he didn't actually love anything, he could bring somebody that does love somebody else, make them do it, and then just take it from that person. I don't see why that wouldn't be possible. I don't know. I don't know if that's not how it works. Because you figure once they do it, once the sacrifice happens, they sort of wake up in this pool right. with the stone off in... I don't even know where they are. They're it's on the same like planet, some, yeah, but they're it's like somewhere else. else on the planet. I don't know if you could just go be like, this is mine now. Well, I we guess... We don't really see anybody taking this, that stone from anybody else, so it's hard to say how Not that, that stone, but we do see the, the stone itself in the form of the Infinity Gauntlets, passed around from person to person. Hulk uses it in the Avengers, then Thanos gets it, and then Iron Man has it. They're passing around the the gauntlets at at various points. Um, I don't know if that would be not different if it was just the stone itself, but uh, again, like they can't super explain that. So... The other side of it, so, so moving past that point... I think as soon as she started laughing, I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, she doesn't get it. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah. You sort of realize. Yeah. Before she does what's mm-hmm. going on. Yes. And so, you know, she, and even once it starts to like click in Gamora's head, she still fights against it. Like, no, there's there's no way you could love me. Like, I've lived with you for, you know, who knows how many years. I know you don't love me. Right. And, uh, again, I you know, this is something that the movie doesn't have the time to really explore, but it does pose this idea of, you know, what love means how it's different for every person you know what she considers love which i don't know if she loves peter quill that relationship is very strange but uh i feel like she could do better though we haven't really encountered a lot of people in space (laughs) to compare to rocket 
Drax, mm. like that group she's with, those are like, we're friends. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know what g- love from Gamora looks like. I don't know if she's ever experienced it. But I'm sure she knows, you know, most people have an idea of what they think it is. And... And she did kiss Peter Quill and then yelled at him about his pelvic sorcery. <laughs> yes. So she has an idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't look, uh, you know, the conventional thing you think of when you think of love is not at all the, the relationship between Thanos and Gamora, yeah. especially from his side of it. Yeah. Um, I guess you can say he's protected her for this long. He took her instead of killing her, took her with him, yeah. has kept her around. Mm-hmm. So always been the favorite, much to Nebula's chagrin. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, he has an affection for her. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a possessiveness over her. I don't know. I, even now, like, even thinking about it and trying to talk about it, I hesitate to use the word love. But I think that it's more... I don't I, think it's it's love strictly in yeah. that sense. It's If there's anything that he cares about, Gamora yeah. is basically it. Yes, it's... It's her or nothing. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Or even, I don't know, maybe he's just like, I guess I'll try it. See <laughs> That would it be really interesting. Yeah. Um, that would be a really interesting way. Yeah. Especially if, like... Like, he tossed her off the cliff and nothing happens. Yeah. Oh, oopsies. Ugh. Mm. My bad. Doesn't work. <laughs> but, suffice to say, he grabs her, she struggles, he tosses her off the cliff... And this was another big thing. Like, we got Loki. He dead. Heimdall. He dead. He dead. Uh, Gamora. She dead. She dead. Green blood splattered across the the rocks down below. Uh, tears on Thanos' face, which is a big thing. And uh, boom. Like you said, he teleports yeah. down into this he little pond. Wakes up in the pond with a shiny new stone. Fancy. Ta-da. Very nice. Yes. So that gives him Power Stone, the Reality Stone, Space Stone, and now the Soul Stone. Yep. Four of six. It's a lot. And he's making pretty good progress in the span of this movie so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that leaves Time, which Doctor Strange has, mm-hmm. and the one on Vision. Which is... Mindstone. Mindstone. So yeah. Two stones left. Already. Uh, In the possession of our people so far. Which is, if anything can be called a good element, they still have them. Yes. They're not off somewhere. Correct. And so when I watched this the first time, and when I heard a lot of speculation, and especially knowing that it was originally planned to be a part one and a part two Infinity War movies... Um, I remember a lot of people wondering, you know, where would the cutoff point be? You know, how many stones would Thanos get by the end of the first half? And for all the speculations that I kind of picked up, because I wasn't actively searching for them, uh, I don't remember anyone suggesting that he would get all of them in the end of Infinity War. You know, it, you know, it seems like, oh man, there's like, no way he's going to get all of them and do the thing. Yeah. It, so like, then what are you going to do? Yeah. How do you, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people expected the movie to end on a, an upswing, you know, he, you know, the, you know, 20 minutes to go in the movie and he's got the upper hand and then something changes and like, 
it's not finished, but the heroes have the you know the upper ground or, or even footing at least um, by the time the credits roll. And there's still like an hour left in this movie at this point, I think. And he's got four of six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, which brings me to my other, another thing. Like a day or two has trans- transpired since the start of this movie. And it's that fast he's gotten four stones. Or presumptively, yeah, I guess a day has passed. Give or take. Hard to say, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little more, but hardly, like, I wouldn't say a month has passed by no, any stretch. No, I don't stretch. think so. Because everybody's, it's hard to say because everybody's off in space for the right. most part that we've been paying attention to. Yeah. But, you know, what stopped him from doing these exact same things a year ago? Or five years ago? You know, like... Like he said, like since he was living on Titan when it was a bustling metropolis, um, he's had this vision of too many resource or not enough resources for the population. Wipe out at random half of the population. Yeah, and that's kind of what he's been doing. Like, cause you figure he went to Gamora's planet, wiped out like everybody there. Yeah, he wiped out all the Asgardians. If he's yeah. just like, oh, maybe I can just slowly kind of do it one by one. Maybe. And you see him at one point. Being like, well, he was hoping, I guess, that the Avengers would maybe cause a big destruction himself. Because you kind of see him in the one movie like, I guess I'm going to have to do this myself. Back in 2012-ish. Right. And we know in Guardians 1, he sent Gamora to get uh, the Reality Stone, which Mm -hmm. is the thing that, like, she was fighting over. So he knew where that was. Right. Um, You know, I... It's kind of... It's... I guess my point mostly just being it's a little contrived. Sure. Given, you know, the movies and what has to have occurred uh, to get us to this point to a degree. That's all. It is a comic book movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thor was just floating around in space and got <laughs> ran over by the Guardian spaceships. So... You know, coincidence here, coincidence there. Um, and I guess I... talking about how lazy or not lazy Thanos is or how much he wants to... Uh, distribute out some of the work to other people and then have that not work out and just finally be like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to get these myself. Right. And I think like some of the things I'm like bringing up will be sort of addressed in Endgame mm-hmm. when we get to that. Uh, and on the other side of it, like I know I'm sure lots of people were not bothered by any of these problems. No. And like, I think especially the first time I watched it, I wasn't, I was just so caught up in, like, everything that was happening and needing to know what happened next. And, like, oh, does he get them all? Oh, can they stop him? Oh, what happens? Who's gone? Who's dead? Who's dying? Everything is happening. It's, you know, it takes some time to reflect to be able to pinpoint, like, oh, wait a second. But, but that doesn't quite, ah, those pieces don't fit together well. (laughs) Right. Um. So, I guess you you could also say in some of the other movies you see Thanos. Thanos seems content to just sit somewhere and just have everybody (laughs) come to him and do the things. Like, yeah. Even in the other movies, um, like in the first Guardians or whatever, he's just sort of hanging out in his royal chambers. Ronan just like reports to him. Yeah. Various times. Yeah. He's just hanging out. Like, yeah. He doesn't seem super interested in doing much himself. He's a little lackadaisical, which is strange. You know, when you see him in this movie. That's not a trait I would attribute to him. No. Uh, you know, he does send people off to do things, 
but he's also doing things on his own. Right. And so... But you also kind of see him... This comes up later in Endgame, where once he does this, he's just content to just kind of hang out for yeah the rest of forever. Yeah, I'm just uh, just relaxing. Right. Yeah. Easy life. Yeah, did my job, I'm good. I can go back to hanging out. Yeah. So. It gets four stones down. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, while he's off grabbing the soul stone, Nebula, who has been imprisoned on his ship, frees herself, and gets into contact with the remaining guardians or well peter and everybody the ones that were after the reality stone it's like hey why don't we all meet up on titan uh i forget why i think she knew that he was going there for some reason or other but we're gonna get to titan and so she goes off she you know steals one of his ships and uh they go back to theirs and everybody's heading towards titan which is conveniently exactly where Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, and uh, Spider-Man are on their way to. Strange how all these people just keep showing up, like, right where they need to. Uh, yeah. Well, to their credit, in this instance, you know, Ebony Maw, whose ship they're on, who still, you know, is on the ship and has Doctor Strange, uh, he's got, like, all those, like, ice needle things, like, floating around him, pin needles, like, starting to penetrate him and try to get him to free the time stone. Uh... He's he's his goal is to get to Titan. So like it's not like they're hey we should you know go to Titan too. And while they're on the ship, um, Peter Parker's like, have you ever seen that that really old movie, Alien? <laughs> and Tony Stark's like, oh man, this kid. Why did I bring him? Or why why is he here? Stowaway. Uh, but they do the the alien thing where you puncture a hole in the spaceship. It sucks everything that's not nailed down out. Um, which works. Yeah. It's very effective. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Yeah. I mean, Peter's smart. I, yeah, he is. I guess, yeah. Which is interesting. You know, we talked about how stupid <laughs> Mantis, Peter Quill, and Drax are. That trio. Yeah. And, and then, then we have, like, three of the smartest <laughs> Avengers all, yeah. like, hanging out over here. They maybe should have split up the brain power <laughs> into the different groups a little bit better. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Doctor Strange, Tony Stark, Peter Parker, all yeah. very smart. Yeah. Very intelligent people. So they take the ship, it's theirs now, and Doctor Strange is pretty much, we need to get away from Thanos. We need to get as far away from him as possible to protect the Time Stone. Right. Reasonable. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe I should reconsider the smartest people that have been in the <laughs> I know, group. right? For, the smart, for some of the smartest characters in the Avengers, or, you know, Avengers... Uh, affiliated affiliated um they're easily convinced to go toward the guy who wants all the infinity stones to wipe out half of all the world all the universe's population yeah Um, that should be fine yeah and you know it's it's the old like the best defense is a strong offense colloquialism uh type of thing maybe not in this case and you know it's I feel like it's so hiding the thing that the bad guy wants far, far away from him might be a better better idea. It's it's so frustrating because knowing what happens on Titan when everybody finally shows up, knowing that they're this close to succeeding in stopping him right there. You know, like, I can even understand Tony's logic in this, po- this moment. 
you know, like there's one, you tweak one little thing, success. Yeah. And so like, I guess like 2020 hindsight, you know, Monday, you know, Monday night, Monday morning quarterbacking this, this decision. I don't hate it that much. No, it maybe would have made more sense if, because does he know that the garden, guardians no, are going in there? Not, no. If he had more of the group with him, like if it was full squad, yeah, maybe. Because I, I don't think the three of them by themselves would pose enough of a threat. No. Um, Though I don't know if they know that also, because have they right. dealt with Thanos before? None of them have dealt directly with him. Yeah. And they kind of dispatched of Ebony Maw very easily. Yeah. Uh, they also fought the kind of bigger brute guy back on Earth, which also was fairly standard. Yeah. If they think Thanos isn't any worse than anybody else they thought of, <laughs> thought already, then they might just be like, we can figure this out. It'll be fine. We have this guy now who's like a magician. Yeah. Yeah. And he can turn back time. And If we look- screw it up, we can just do it again. Um, and they, they also don't know how many stones he has. <coughs> uh, I think from... They know he has two. From Hulk. They know he has space and they know he has power. But, like, reality, they don't find out he has that until he's there. He sh- kind of shows that they ha- he has it. And uh, Soulstone, I guess they see it in the gauntlet, maybe. Um, so, you know. You know, they, they have imperfect information. Yeah. Um, but even still, they come very, very close. Yeah, and plus two of them probably have the biggest egos of, like, the whole group. So I'm sure that the two of them think that it'll be fine. Yes. I'm sure Peter's like, I can help. No big deal. Yeah, I'll do this thing. (sighs) So they all go to Titan. And uh, it's fun. It's funny. They, the ship crashes. They're, like, trying to steer the ship, and they end up crashing it. And as soon as... The, uh, the ship kind of comes to a halt. Peter Quill and Drax and Mantis. I believe it's this. I believe they're the, they're the ones that, like jump into the ship and they're like, "You're with Thanos. We fight you. Where is Gamora?" <laughs> and so it's this brief conflict between that group of three and this group of three that eventually is diffused. Yes. Everyone's a little a little hot headed. Uh the two biggest ego, two of the biggest egos are joined by another of the biggest egos in Peter Quill. Yes. And... and a couple other people who don't really know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Drax, and, <laughs> Drax and Mantis who are clueless. And now we have this weird motley band. These six characters who... Definitely a weird squad. It's so strange. And it's a real credit to um, Peter... Quill and a Tony that they're able to come up with any semblance of a plan that utilizes all of their strengths that is able to like even have a chance of, of you know standing up to Thanos when he sh- does show up uh, it's very well choreographed almost kind of like they practiced it which obviously they didn't because that's insane <laughs> like if Thanos shows up in the middle of them practicing this like routine that would be really cool. Funny. cool. <laughs> Wait a second. Hide. Scatter. Scatter. <laughs> uh, and then in the meantime, we get Doctor Strange doing his future sight thing. Yes. Twitching out, doing all the floating and all stuff. Yeah. Um, to determine that 
it is a, like a 99.99999 repeating chance that they fail. Yes. There's one scenario. Yep. One exact scenario where if they do each of the things exactly how they need to do it, they win. Yep. One chance. One chance. Uh, again, like, I don't like those odds. <laughs> they seem really bad. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I would love to know what are the odds they can, they can win if they hadn't gone to Titan. Right? Right. Like, is it still one out of 20 million? Is it zero? Yeah. Is, is it... that like the beginning of the fuck up and it's just done from there? <laughs> yeah. Like, did yeah. they, I don't know. Yeah, they're just delaying the inevitable at that point. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on the rat that we see in Endgame and what it triggers with uh, Ant-Man, <laughs> you know, is... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, the odds are slim. The enemy is overpowered. And uh, they're all weakened and bruised and emotionally dis- unstable and you know a long list of issues but Thanos shows up yes and I think it's what just Doctor Strange is the only one sitting there at first yeah I don't remember the <sighs> beginning of the scene cause he kind of shows up and he looks around and he unfazed that yeah. like all of his henchmen are like not there <laughs> and just dr strange is just hanging out yeah and, like, like waiting for him basically <laughs> yeah does like one of those chair swivels stroking the cat yes like oh hello welcome mr bond type of thing <laughs> they have a little conversation i i really appreciate thanos ability to be not only really calm under perceivably you know threatening circumstances but also just like, let me tell you my backstory. Let me, <laughs> let us, let, before I beat you to a pulp, let me try to explain what I'm thinking. Yes. Because, the villain always has to explain what they're up to. And I think, you know, for a Than- from Thanos' perspective, when he, he considers himself to be so much in the right, to be doing the logical, reasonable thing. Right. That I, I, I believe he thinks that, there's a world or there's a you know some person that he could in, uh, come into contact with who would just agree with him yeah like, like oh, oh that makes sense. okay yeah I'd there's be... not enough stuff everybody's greedy if we just get rid of half of them it should be fine yeah and uh there probably are logistically it makes sense uh, and a very you know <laughs> if you don't think about it too hard and you yeah. know i can see how you might reach such a conclusion um doesn't work of course no and uh, they fight. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, really, I this is probably my this is my favorite fight of the movie. I think the way they all work together is really interesting. Um, it's the first time in this in these mo- in this this movie specifically uh, where it's not just a horde of of you know faceless things like it will be later on in Wakanda. That it's just like people just like kill, 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 kill. It's like very technically specific. You have to have this person doing this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Everybody's using, 
you know, the most creative approach to their abilities that they can. You have Doctor Strange with like all the little lashes, like tying Thanos down. Um, you have him using portals to get Spider-Man to jump back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then I, in... I got to think in theory that Doctor Strange saw this. I don't know if it gets to this point and then it branches off, depending how the fight goes. Right. Because there has to be a reason that they did this. You, whether yeah. it ends up how it ends up or whether it, you know, it's like a, at this point it's like a 50-50. They win or they don't win. And then after that, depending what path it goes, it goes off into the one. But, yeah, I got to think that he's like, all right, well, we're going to do this. You need to do this. You need to do that. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. I guess, like, you think about it, if every single decision is a coin flip, even if that's, you know, if I start walking and I lead with my left foot and my right or my right foot, every single thing has to, you know, of those two divergent paths, has to be perfect every single spot. Mm-hmm. And so you have infinite magnitudes and permutations of these options and, de- right. and decisions. So I almost wonder, and this is, you know, tinfoil hat on here. <laughs> How much, because he, he tells Tony at one point, I can't tell you what the right one is because then it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Which means he knows what the right one is. Right. Right? So how much effort does Strange put into convincing the others around him to do what they need to do to head down that path? Right. So, you know, is he's out somewhere out there before the fight, like, take pulling Peter Quill aside and he's like man I really wish I knew what happened to Gamora don't you you know knowing that that issue coming resurfacing when Thanos you know is in that vulnerable state and Peter Quill is like has the moment that he'll be distracted and that that he needs to be distracted for it to ultimately work kind of a thing you know like how how deep does the conspiracy go Well, I don't think it would work asking Peter, because Peter doesn't even know who Gamora is. What? Well, they haven't met before, right? What do you mean? Gamora and... Oh, P- Peter, Peter Quill. Quill. Peter... Oh. There's too many Peters there's on here. T- there's only two, and there's too many. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm Peter Parker, and I'm like, well, no, no, he's no, probably going to be like, Star-Lord, uh, Star-Lord. who? <laughs> Star-Lord. I don't know where she is either. Star-Lord. Who is she? Star-Lord. 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 Dipshit McGee. Just call him that. He is the new Thunderbolt Ross this episode. Uh, yeah. You like the fight? Good fight? I, yeah, I did like the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I like the... Yeah, the little, like... Le- I don't know. Whatever. The Doctor Strange little things to kind of hold down Thanos. Yep. And yeah, the sort of, like, portaling and moving around and all that. It was very... Like you said, it was very nicely choreographed. It's very intricate. It's interesting to see. You know, Thanos at one point, like, throws an entire moon down on <laughs> Iron Man, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and then I think right when there's a point where it feels like everything's not going to work, and then uh, Nebula crashes a sh- her ship into Thanos, <laughs> and, like, it kind of, like, rejuvenates everybody a little bit more um, until they get you know like one of them has his leg and the other has one arm and there's one arm and like peter parker is pulling on the the gauntlets and like mantis is like around his head trying to get him to like be calm and not resist them and they're slowly slowly pulling the gauntlet off and 
I remember, like, I was so clenched up at that moment, watching it the first time. So on edge, so like, oh my gosh. Because I can see in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, well, doesn't, of course, it makes no sense that he would like get all the stones in the first movie. Uh, They get the gauntlet from him. Mm -hmm. And the second movie is him like getting the gauntlet back and getting the rest of the stones and doing the thing. Yeah. As as soon as I saw this moment happen, I'm like, that's what it's going to be. That's not what it is. No. Not quite. Nope. <sighs> Fucking Peter Quill. What a dipshit. The worst. Thunderbolt Ross level stupidity here. It's real bad. And and like it completely <laughs> turned me on his character like immediately. I was like, "What an idiot." A lot. I I've heard so much conversation about this moment in this movie from of Peter Quills. He's he it's it's literally up to him. He can take if he just focuses, yeah. They win. Yeah. Or I mean maybe they don't win, but they at least like they get the gauntlet off of Thanos. Who knows what could have happened right. after that. Um presumably anything, right? Like they yeah. have limitless power. Uh and Yeah, like do they have enough time to just like smash it like someone runs off with it and takes it to like thor to beat up with his hammer like yeah i don't know you know it feels who knows like could dr strange have just taken it and portal off someplace i believe so probably why not and and you know without that those additional abilities i i would assume the rest of them could handle thanos and well enough you know he's still a strong big guy but yeah you know you've got six variably powered superheroes right there yeah I mean, even if they can't for some reason, now Doctor Strange has taken off with the all the stuff. Yep, he's now, back on Earth. Now he has five of the stones, and now he can do it. <laughs> right, you know, like he's everybody is right there. He can go tell everybody. They can, you know, prepare for this. I feel like they're in a great spot. Yeah. If that's how it goes down, they would be, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But as we know, when he last departed from. The members of the Guardians who are there. He took Gamora with him. Right. Where'd uh, Gamora go? I don't know. Uh, Peter, very obsessed. And will not drop it. And so, as all of this struggling is happening, Thanos is, like, barely cognizant of what's, like, right in front of him. He's, like, demanding to know where Gamora is. Like, pick a time, man. Like, that is not it. Gosh. Like, you're fucking busy. Everybody's busy. Just ask afterwards. Yeah. Well, you know, five minutes later, you can ask him the same question. He won't have the Infinity Gauntlet. The amount of frustration that this gives me, I don't know if I can put into words. It's really, really irritating. I would take Thunderbolt Ross in, like, all of the other movies (laughs) at this point. That's how angry that this makes me. So we change what happens here. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not an idiot. No. Right? But we add Thunderbolt Ross in a substantial secondary role to every other Avenger, Marvel movie that's come out so far. Would you take that trade? Maybe. I Maybe. might. It's, I might. It's, I guess it depends what he's doing. I don't know. Just general Thunderbolt Ross stuff. <laughs> just general Thunderbolt <laughs> Ross stuff. You know, what he does in all the other ones, and the ones he's been in. <laughs> just kind of like a war general yeah. politician... Rah, rah, rah. I wear a mustache. 
he could be um like Bosley for the Charlie's Angels. He can just <laughs> yeah, be in charge like of the that. Avengers. Like, oh hey guys, got stuff for you to do. Yeah. Be need all... you need you over in Sokovia. Yeah. Be all surly and cranky about it. Need you in Wakanda. Need you here, need you yeah. there. Can you try not to fuck it up this time? That'd be great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, fucking Peter Quill. What an asshole. That guy. <laughs> Least, I just can't get over it. I can't get over it. Least valuable player in this movie. No. By far. Like, they should have taken the Infinity Gauntlet, Doctor Strange, just gone and found Jarvis and been like, can I just borrow the stone for a minute? I need to get rid of that guy specifically. <laughs> Somehow, like, channel the energy. Like, maybe don't snap the fingers. Maybe just do, like, a point. <clears throat> just point at Peter and he just disintegrates. He, he could have gone to... Um... Like the Grandmaster and got his like death stick thing, like yeah. just poked, just poke with, poked the, death stick, with the death stick. <sighs> yeah, so uh, Peter finds out that Thanos killed Gamora. Yep, she's dead. He's not really happy about it. No, which that part I get. Yes, knowing that she's dead, realizing it in that moment, heat of the battle, emotions are flaring. I can understand him being unable to control himself. Yeah, it's. The decisions right before that that are just insane. Like, you have something to be doing right now. Like, that's where you're like, hey, wait a minute. Where'd Gamora go? She was... She she was just here. Yeah. She was with you last time. Yeah. I I, I remember... Hey, guys, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. (laughs) Pause. Pause. Time out. Where's my girlfriend? (laughs) Not even, like, I don't even know if it's an actual girlfriend. He probably thinks of it that way. I'm sure he does. I don't know if she would say that he's her boyfriend, though. Doubtful. I'm sure he thinks that his pelvic sorcery has... Charmed her. Yes. I doubt that's the case also. Yeah. Can't imagine that going very well in any way, shape, or form. No. No. Not really. Maybe Gamora got the better end of this deal. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Are we sure? Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Hindsight at the end of like Endgame and where that where they ultimately end up, I think is maybe an improvement for her. But the path to get there. Uh... At this stage in the game, I'm like, you know what? You're welcome, Gamora. <laughs> maybe. Uh. So he starts pummeling Thanos's face. Yeah, which he, he stops what he's supposed to be doing and just freaks out. And like, it's another thing where there's a scenario where he could do this and yeah he's still stupid but it doesn't destroy half of the universe by doing it um because it throws off what mantis is doing which therein gives him more strength which therein lets him you know gain control of his arm his arm his legs his hands gets the gauntlet back throws everybody aside everyone is like oh reeling and uh the tide shifts in an instant. Everyone is on the back foot. And Thanos is kind of systematically dispatching of um, each of them one by one by one. Until really the only person left is is Iron Man. Um, and I, I, the first time I saw it, I'm very pleased that like a minute after all the Star Lord stuff happened, I could put that out of my mind. Right. 
and just kind of focus on like okay now thanos is just beating the shit out of all of these heroes right and i'm invested in that again yeah it's like the third fourth fifth time i saw this movie where i'm like i just i couldn't get over it yeah in the heat of the moment like you get over it very quickly yes you get distracted by other things sitting here recalling what (laughs) happened stewing stewing about it (laughs) yeah yeah like I think, you know, the nanotech in Iron Man suit and how, like, Thanos is just, like, slowly just chipping away at the amount of, like, suit Tony has until, like, he's only able to put it on, like, the hand that's shooting the laser and, like, the arm that's getting punched, you know, this thing, that thing. And um, and then when he's, when he's stabbed, I thought he was gonna, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead right there. It was uh it was a big moment. Yeah, it wasn't good. Mm-mm. Um but and maybe he would have been. Maybe he would have been if Doctor Strange hadn't stepped in mm-hmm. and been like, Alright, I'll give you the time stone. Right. Yeah, and that's where you I don't know if the big fight, if it was a coin flip from there, and he's like, Well, we lost this, so I guess we're going on to plan B. Guess we've gone down fork B of this path. Yeah, I don't, yeah, again, or what, you know, but... tricky to know exactly where the. Or he's like, All right, this is gonna happen. The stabby stab has happened. Time to get the stone over. And if I do it exactly at this moment, Tony will learn his lesson and he won't die. Like, I don't want him to die. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Yeah. But like, if he gets stabbed a little bit, yeah, that's, that's probably fine. good for him. That's cool. I'm a doctor. I can fix it. That's Maybe. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh, five stones. But bam. Just like that. And Thanos doesn't care about, like, talking it out, waiting around. He's gone. No, he's like, okay, thanks, bye. Yep. So, uh, in the meantime, so he's going to head over to Wakanda, which I don't know why he goes to Wakanda, but he does. Um, I, I don't know with the, with the other stones if he can kind of figure out where the other ones them. are. Yeah, I maybe. Know. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, Thor, with uh, Peter Dinklage and everybody, he's fixing the whole forge. Uh, Groot cuts off his arm to be the handle of the axe. And they form, forge a new axe that is very, very powerful. Yes. Um, it's like made out of a star <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, slightly more Thanos-proof this time, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so they've got that. So they head over. They also head to Wakanda because everybody knows where the climax of the fight is going to be. Um, in Wakanda, they are still trying to detach the stone from Vision, um, and that's when the uh, other henchmen show up. Yes, all hell starts to break loose. Yeah, uh, they start all those little faceless dog aliens uh start like swarming around the the dome of wakanda and so tactically they open up a small portion so they can kind of funnel everything through one spot right smart yeah inevitable like they're gonna get in might as well do it on our own terms right then at least we can guard this one hole in the shield yeah which is kind of what I think Tony was trying to accomplish by taking the fight to Thanos in like, hey, if we can, can if we can dictate the terms, yeah. we will have an advantage. Yeah, at least we have some sort of yeah control over what is happening. Maybe we can right get a jump on him or have some sort of 
Yes. I don't know, strength to the fight, but... Mm-hmm. And they almost did. Yeah. Maybe yep. if Thunderbolt Ross was there, he could have controlled himself a little bit better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, this just starts, uh, you know, a big brawl, essentially. Yeah. Everybody's fighting all these things. Uh, we get some, I don't know, there's some nice moments in here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, like Thor, when he shows up and he's just like, pfft, like thunderstorms, like an entire mile radius... Uh, is awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, but, you know, it's just kind of a CGI fest at yeah. times. Uh, they slowly, like, one by one, they kill off all the little... The 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 main Thanos henchmen yes. meet their ends. Uh, and we get to... We see most of the... Black Panther main characters kind of have appeared to come fight. Yep, yep, they're all there. Sort of get the accumulation of most of the, most everybody here at this point. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Winter Soldier, Captain America's there. Wanda is there, obviously from Four Vision. Black Widow. Yeah. Falcon. Uh, Rocket. Yeah. Groot. Black Panther. It's everybody. Pr- yeah. Pretty much everyone who wasn't. Everybody who's not dead is basically almost pretty yeah. much here. You've got uh, Bruce Banner, not as Hulk, but in the Hulk Buster Iron Man suit, <laughs> um, doing his thing. Uh, you know, it's it's a huge deal, yeah. right? Obviously, very important. Stake of the entire universe, yes. or well, half of the entire universe is is at stake. And uh, eventually, finally, Thanos shows up. Here I am. Where's my stone? Um, and it's this again. It's an emotionally impactful moment, but it logistically doesn't hold up when you think about it. But he's like walking through these woods towards like the edge of the Wakanda border uh, to get to Vision, mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch is with him, and like. He gets, like, two steps, and Captain America's right in front of him. And he gets, like, two steps, and, like, Winter Soldier, or somebody else is right there. And he gets two steps, and... Um, people not present during this little moment, Thor, <laughs> for who knows what reason, uh, doesn't show up till it's too late, basically. Yeah. Uh, he gets to Vision, and I... You know, he needs the last stone. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, who is the only person, as far as we're aware of, who has the ability to destroy a stone with her magic, mm-hmm. um, is at first trying to focusing on destroying it while everyone else is like holding off Thanos. And then right. when he gets through everybody, she's like, "All right, half of my power to destroy this stone and Vision, and yeah. the other half of my power to hold off Thanos." And it's worse. She's basically the first person that realizes, like, I'm going to have to make a sacrifice here to make sure that this doesn't happen. Yeah. And with the fortitude to actually make do it. Yeah. Really, besides Thanos. Mm-hmm. For the opposite means. Sure. But Jarvis is like, he can't get the stone. Yeah. And she's it's like... The absolute period cannot. Yeah. She's like, all right, you're right. All right. Let's do this. Which is interesting, like... Scarlet Witch has been a, you know, she was in Age of Ultron, she's been in, uh, she was in Civil War, but she's never been a big character in these movies, 
and she's given a lot of of importance in this moment yeah this is a do or die back against the wall fourth quarter bottom of the ninth three you know whatever sports analogy you want (laughs) and like she's the one that it's all everything rests in her hands right and i haven't up until now like when she was in um what was the first movie she was in ultron ultron did not like her in well, she had movie. that really bad Russian accent. Yeah, I'm glad she dropped the Russian accent, because that wasn't a great thing. No. Um, Civil War, she was fine. Not particularly interested, but I liked her a lot in this moment, in this movie, mm-hmm. and in Endgame. Yes. So she she improved a lot. The character improved a lot as mm-hmm. the story progressed, yes. I suppose. Yes. I was very I was very invested in what was happening here even though Jarvis and her are not like two of the characters I really care that much about in general Mm-mm. same yeah. I agree and uh she did it yeah. she destroys the the mind stone yeah held um, off Thanos long enough to make it go go smash yeah I was like oh alright Vision dies Just unfortunate but too bad yeah and you know, there's this brief moment in the movie where, you know, it's like this cathartic release of like, mm-hmm. oh, we did it. Yeah. And like, me watching it for the first time. So some backstory here. Yep. So we were watching all of these movies, the kind of conglomerate of all of them all together, leading up to see Captain Marvel. Right. We, in this point, we weren't living together. So we would watch, like, a couple of them. We would watch, like, a few hours worth when I would see you or when you would come up here. We realized sort of late in the game that we could watch them separately, but at the same time. So we are going to see Captain Marvel, and we are finishing Infinity War, like, right up until we need to leave the house. Yes. So I am, I think I was in the bathroom, like, doing my hair watching the end of the movie and watching this fight scene like you yes. had basically put your computer on the edge of the sink yep so that i could finish getting ready because mm-hmm. like we needed to leave yeah while we were watching this and you were getting ready in the bedroom yeah which i can see from the doorway of the bathroom yeah and they're across from each other yeah so you're in there you're not watching the movie at this I'm, point I, i'm listening to it yeah. i've seen it enough times i know what's happening yeah like you're getting dressed you're getting ready to go yep well, I'm, like, watching the movie. So I'm sort of, like, entranced watching this. Trying to, like, trying to, like fix, your fix hair my hair and yeah. everything. And so that happens, and I'm like, huh. All right. It's very intense up until, like, it's the movie's a lot. Yeah. A lot of emotional roller coasters going on. I'm like, and you didn't... It's unfortunate. I, I wish, you know, again, I, I wish we'd figured it out earlier so that you would have had some time to, like, relax and reflect on everything. Process, yes. Because... Like we've said, I think we mentioned it before, like, the credits rolled on Infinity War as we got out of the car at the movie theater. Yeah, as we, like, pulled in, in. You know. You were, like, holding the laptop in the car while I drove. Yes. To watch, like, the very end of the movie. Yes. So, not ideal circumstances. No. Um. But, yeah. So, yeah, so that all happens. Mm-hmm. The Avengers won. They did it. They won. They did the thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. I, I picture you, and I don't remember it exactly, because you know, I was doing my own thing, but I picture you like seeing that and kind of feeling like, 
okay. And like kind of focusing more on your like getting ready side of things than the movie itself. Feeling like you can yes. breathe a sigh of relief. I was still watching because I'm like, well, Thanos is still there and everybody's still there. But like, right. oh, now he can't do anything. Yeah. I think I relaxed. I was very tense up until that point, And I sort of, my shoulders went down. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Good. That's too bad. That's sad. Yeah. Sad for Jarvis. Sad but, for Wanda. But meh. They did it. They did yeah. the thing. Crisis averted. And for me, I saw it in, you know, theater. And I remember the whole final... 20 minutes of this movie was just like the our audience you know completely sold out theater uh just invested so deeply in every single frame yes like when a good thing happened you know everybody was like (gasps) and like you could hear that collective like breath exhale when vision was killed Mm -hmm. you know like like the the audio of the movie got really quiet for a second and everybody was like oh my gosh you can just like ripples of it throughout the whole theater yeah like i was like fully entranced like to the point where like i was just staring at the laptop well you literally i think walked around the apartment holding, holding it, it for you yes so i could just watch it like stare at it like well i was like okay like i have Doing to get dressed things, like yeah. i have to get ready mm-hmm. but i was like why well, can't I need to see what happens. Like, I can't pause it. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. It's on board. I was in. Yeah. Then it takes a turn. Then it takes a turn. Time stone. Yeah, I forgot about that one. It's, uh, it's pretty important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I audibly, like, gasped when all of a sudden it started to go back. And I'm like, and then I realized what was happening. And I'm like, <gasps> I think I was like, I think I literally said no mm-hmm. as it started happening. Because I remember seeing you out of the corner of my eye turn and watch me watching this. <laughs> yes. And I was like, horrified. Yep. That's No, that's not fair. They won. <laughs> they won the thing. Now he is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was such like a relief. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, no. It's... It's like such a gut punch. It's such a sucker punch. The movie gives you that feeling of success, of finality, of we did it, of we won, of good, happy, clap on the back, you know, three cheers, hip hip hooray. And it takes 10 seconds. Yeah, like it's not even, it's like a five or 10 second pause between like when you're like, oh, and you sort of see everybody like, you see everybody in the movie relax. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it starts to turn and you're like, oh. It feels like you've been, you know, personally attacked. It did. <laughs> you it know? really did. Like, you're, you're, so, you know, it's like, I can't think of another, you know, example of where something like this has happened in a movie. It doesn't, like, it's, it's the equivalent, you know, it's like you watching a sports game or whatever, football, basketball, hockey, whatever, your team, the one you've been cheering for, they've been down this whole game. They do something miraculous at the very end. And it's like grand slam down by three in the bottom of the ninth. And then you're like halfway through cheering. And like all of a sudden the umpire's like, no, <laughs> you know, it's a strike or, you know, yeah. pass interference, offensive pass interference, or his foot was on the line. It's only worth two game over. Yeah. You lose. And, Man. The only other time I remember reacting like this to the at the end of a movie was probably The Usual Suspects. 
the end of that one. I remember this being like, <gasps> like, wait a minute. How dare you? Yeah. But that one I was impressed. Right. This, I was not impressed. <laughs> this was not okay. No. This is just mean-spirited. Well, and, you know, he so he's turning back time. Vision is no longer dead. The yep. soul stone, or uh, the, the mind, mind stone, stone, back to being fully formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a second, when this happens, I'm like, okay, sure, but also... Uh, why doesn't, why can't they just do everything exactly over again? Right. right. Like, why couldn't it turn out the same, similarly to how Dr. Strange interacted with Dormammu? We'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again. He can rewind time as many times as he wants, but we can just keep playing it out. And it's, you know, it, it, I think the same reaction that we were having when we watched it, that the audience is having that's what Scarlet Witch is feeling. Yeah, you can see it on her face where she's just like, holy shit, what's going on? Yeah. You can see it on like everybody's face. That they're just like stupefied. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And, you know, to that credit, like he hadn't used the time stone yet, having gotten it. I don't know exactly whether or not anyone else knew he had it. I don't know if they realized that this was the final stone. They They sure acted like if he got this one, it was the last one. Right. But, I don't know. know There's nobody there, I think, has seen that the time stone do a thing. I don't even know if they, I mean, I assume they might, from the name of it, figure out what it does. But, like, I don't know if they thought they could do that. Sure. You know. uh, Plus, it's such, like, an emotional, like, crescendo. And then just, like, I remember my heart just dropped. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Thanos walks up to Vision and just his fingers just like press into Vision's skull, if you can call it a skull, yeah. and rip the Mind Stone out of it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I mean, obviously that's what he would do. But it, it, you know, com- you compare that to, like, how painstakingly careful and, and you know, how, how difficult it was for Shuri to have to be able to, like, slowly, piece by piece, unthread those tangled wires. And he just takes it. Yeah. He just rips it out. Kills Vision. Again. Yeah. Um, Plunk. Plunks it into his gauntlet yep and now you get the second wave of everybody like okay now we just can't let him snap his fingers that's like the last thing all we have to do stop my um and it culminates in thor finally like figuring out what's going on um <laughs> like oh here you guys are i've been looking for you guys yeah right <laughs> um he throws the axe and it lodges right in thanos's chest and, like, that thing is deep. Like, yeah. he, he follows after it and, like, shoves it into him. It's yeah. a, it's like a foot, foot and a half into <laughs> Thanos' chest. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a guy who, like, we've seen him beaten up and battered and, and knocked around quite a bit by a lot of other people throughout this movie. 
and Thor like does not compare to the amount of damage Thor does with that one attack. Right. You know he, you know what? Despite what ends up happening, like that really, really had to, you know, have hurt. And um, I I remember feeling like when he when Thor gets him, like, all right, we got we're back. You know, maybe we have a chance again. I don't think I'd gotten my hopes up at you that didn't? point. No. I I did. I was kind of like, oh. Like, I was like, I think I was still so stupefied by what had happened in the first place that I was still just, like, staring at it, like, slack-jawed, like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Yeah. And, uh, we get that line from Thanos. Should have gone for the head. And Thor... We watch both Thor's head and Thanos' head turn to the infinity to to his hand with the gauntlet, and he snaps his finger, and like you can see the pain on Thor's face as he's like, "No!" and uh, just all the audio cuts out at that moment. Yeah, for a second, nothing happens. Yeah, the like screen goes to black, and then we fade back in on like some of the people in the vicinity, and. Um, I think the first person, the first interaction we see is, I think it's Captain America. It's Captain America and Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Looking at each other. Yep. And so, this thing, this this snap of the fingers, it's been built up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the thing. That is the, the, the thing that is being, tried to being avoided this whole time. And so, we don't really know what is actually going to come from it. How is it going to work? What does it mean? What is, what is it, what are, what is the chain of, of, of actions that is going to occur having done that? Right. Yeah. You know, is it just a, a poof? You know, like how, how do people disappear, die? Like does somebody, do they just like, is it like a heart attack? You know, what actually transpires when this takes place? And everybody's kind of like, well, what, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And, they're just staring at each other, and all of a sudden... You sort of see almost like... Not ashes, but kind kind of. I don't know how to describe it, actually. actually describe it. Yeah, you, like, slowly pieces of Bucky turn to, like, gray, and, like, float off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he ultimately turns to dust uh, right in front of Captain America. And I remember this moment in the theater so vividly just a hush over the audience and just like (gasps) and then we cut over to Okoye in Black Panther and it's it's one of those things where like okay we just saw Captain America and Winter Soldier and like the quote unquote lesser of the characters was the one that disappeared right right? because that's what happens yeah you know it's the lesser of the characters. They're the like all the secondary characters. They're gone now. Yeah. The main guys. They gotta you know. Yeah. They'll be the main Avengers. Yeah. And when Black Panther turned to dust, that was the biggest reaction of any of the dusted people in my crowd. Really? Yeah. Um, Spider Man ended up being a very close second, but Black Panther was huge for my crowd. Um. I think at this point I was still quiet. I think I was just like just staring. Oh man. 
I because I remember I remember when this was happening. You were still in the bathroom. I was still in the bathroom. It. Yes. And I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing when I saw the end of this. Yep. Um, the next one we see Rocket and Groot, and we watch Groot turn to dust. Um, then we get uh, Scarlet Witch goes away. Uh, we get uh, Falcon. Yep. Is next. Then, and then you know it's like okay. All so far, everybody's like right there, and then we jump to Titan, and these guys—they're just sitting around. They have nothing to do. <laughs> they right? don't know what's they going on. Don't really. know what's happening. And I think Doctor Strange probably has a yeah, semi sure. idea of what's going on. Um, but then Mantis and Drax and Star Lord and Doctor Strange, and they all go. Yep. And. You know, it's just like this one thing after another, and that that feeling of we failed. Yeah, we couldn't stop him here. He went away. He figured. He finished what he was trying to set out to do, which means all of our friends they failed. And now, this is happening everywhere. And then we get Spider-Man falling to the ground, giving him that. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. You were crying. I was, like, hysterically. I am, like, about to cry right now. I know. I can see it in your face. (laughs) Oh, it was awful. It was so awful. And, which means that the only people left on Titan are Iron Man and Nebula. Yeah. Everyone else goes. Five of the seven people there turned to dust. That was not the half we were promised. <laughs> no. But yeah, now that I've gathered myself slightly, like, when that part happened, I remember just in the bathroom, I started, I started, like, sobbing mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> you had to let, I was, like, sobbing the whole way in the car. Yep. I was crying all the way to the car. Yep. Sobbing the whole way in the car to the theater. Yeah. It was like trying to calm myself down as we like walked into the mall. Yes. Like I cried for a solid like twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Is yeah. <laughs> it's huge. And you know, there's that feeling. Um you know, like all you know, all these people disappear. Uh, we get um and and in the meantime, like Thanos disappears. He's not even there. Yeah. You know? Uh, and and then the screen cuts to black. Basically. And we get... Uh, well, it cuts to... Well, you know, it... it mid credit scene. Yes. Of um, Nick Fury and Maria Hill mm-hmm. driving through and... You know, They're in New York City, whereas meanwhile this was happening off in Wakanda. Wakanda. And we we what it's triggered by, like all of a sudden, like horns are blaring, you know, stop you know intersections are going insane. We see a, a helicopter crash into a building because the pilot got dusted. Uh and you know Fury and Murhill get out of the truck and they're or whatever it was. And, like, they don't know what's going on. 
and like they i think fury's like interacting they're like trying to figure out they're like call somebody call somebody blah, blah, blah. and then maria hill starts dusting and fury's like oh shit yeah uh you know like we we've seen a lot of fury fury at this point we saw him a lot you know he was in a lot of different places in winter soldier um and he's when he's terrified when he realizes that shit has gone absolutely upside down sideways it's not good that's not great it's real bad yeah it's not good at all and so he does what any sensible person would do in this situation he pulls out his pager (laughs) (laughs) um uh and he uh sends a sends a quick little message we don't see what he does or says or anything and for a minute you think like Okay. Okay, he's fine. Everybody else is turning to dust. He's cool. And he does it. No. His his face dusts just as he's like, Mother! <laughs> <laughs> that part was good. That was good. Yeah. And you see the pager kind of drop on the ground. And the camera zooms over to it. And we just see this logo. This red and blue um, crest uh, that we haven't seen before. And so, if you don't know the comics, if you don't haven't, if you don't know what movies are coming out next, you may not know what this means. Um, I don't think I would have known what it meant if I didn't have an understanding of like the the universe, knowing what movies were on the horizon. Uh, but that is the logo of Captain Marvel. Yes. Special Captain Marvel nine one one pager. Yes. <laughs> Very old. Use in case of emergency. <laughs> And, you know, we get, you know, I, I think this happened before the, the mid credit scene, but, like, just that shot of, like, the survivors of, like, Don Cheadle, Hulk, Captain America, Black Widow, like, all in Wakanda just, like, kind of coming together and, like, they don't say anything. I think Don Cheadle has one line in that moment, but, like, they all just kind of, like... Yeah. Like a collectible, collectively, that's all their faces is, are saying. Is like, Fuck. Yeah. Now what? Now what? And then we get another post mid post credit scene. I don't remember exactly when it falls. Of Thanos sitting on like the stoop of this cottage, um, staring out at the sunset. Yeah. Uh, his work here is done. Yeah. And then maybe like kind of the 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 kicker to all of this, you know, we get these end title cards at the end of Marvel movies of Captain America will return. Iron Man will return. The Guardians of the Galaxy will return. Hulk, Thor, whoever will return. And then we get the end title of this movie. It's not that. It's Thanos will return. That was a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Is there anything we missed? Anything you wanted to touch on more? Um, I remember... So I saw it. Opening, or not opening night, but um, Saturday, the weekend, maybe the week after it came out. And 
Or no, that was a different one. Saw it the week after, and, you know, it was a big deal. Uh, we, uh, my ex and our, my, our friend and I, we all went to dinner afterwards, and we were, like, talking about it and going over, like, oh, this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing. And then we were going to my ex's parents' house after that, and while we were there, I found an illegal stream of Infinity War in, like, really not great quality, but watched the movie, like, another three or four times um, during that <laughs> weekend. It was the only movie I watched during that weekend, really. Uh, and not because, like, I love the movie, necessarily, and not because, you know, I, I forgot any of it or anything, but just, like, at the time, like, this felt like the biggest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's hard to com- contend with the scale, the scope, the size of Avengers Infinity War. It was finally a culmination of, like, however many years of all of this happening. Yeah. That finally culminated. Everybody came together in the movie. They finally got to, like, the big bad guy. Yep. Fought the big bad guy. And he won. Yeah. Yeah. Half the cast is gone. Yep. It's just like, well, now what? And so, you know, like, it took me, like, rewatch, 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 like, processing all this stuff, understanding it, figuring out, like, how do I really feel about this? You know, like, beyond just, like, the immediate emotional reaction. You know, like, what did I act... Like, it's tough to separate my critical lens from my emotional lens until, like, I've seen something this huge a couple of times. Like, the same thing happened with Endgame. Like, I needed to watch that two or three times before I could really form an opinion about the movie as a whole. And it was just... Like, I know when we got back to Pittsburgh, like, I went and saw it in theaters again. You know, like, I went and saw it in Dolby, you know, like, the big screen and the great sound and all that stuff. And um, it's it's a, you know, it's just, I think even if you didn't like the movie, it's really tough to watch it and not be just awed by, like, the the audacity of such a movie, you okay. know. It, it goes for so much yeah. that you can't help but be impressed by it. Yeah. I think with the amount of build-up, it could have been really easy to have been let down by it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I that didn't happen. Sure. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I was just kind of like a... I was very invested in like everything that was happening. All of the ups and downs and everything in it. It was very... It's very emotionally manipulative, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> right. Um. It's exhausting just talking about it. Yeah, I mean, you think of, you know, you, you think of the scale that this movie is put on, presented in, and then you have to come come to the term come to terms with the fact that an even bigger movie with higher stakes yeah. this was not the end is is a year away luckily for me at least by the time we watched it because what captain marvel came out in february march early march so i only had to wait like a couple months yes like if i had to wait the original length of time awful no and you know how impatient i am how do you think that would have and, gone and, and to and to tide you over here's ant-man and the wasp no and here's captain marvel also no <laughs> yeah like it is i think that was the only problem is that this one was such like a 
such a heavy, intense, so much going on that, like, the next two were almost... I, I don't know if this impacted my feelings on Captain Marvel going immediately from this right. into the, that. It's it's a very jarring shift. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen all these only once. I have not rewatched any of them. You've seen, like, bits and pieces of it. Yeah, like, every now and then from, if it's, like, on TV or something, I'll throw but, it on. Like, we rewatched the end of Doctor Strange, I think, almost right, right after we recorded the Doctor right. Strange episode. And I was like, oh, Dormammu. I can see he has a face now. I thought he was just, like, this... <laughs> blob when we originally watched it and on the tv i'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. i could there it is yeah but yeah but yeah we haven't really or you haven't really like put in like a committed block of time to rewatching any of the movies yeah which i except would except end game which we saw twice we saw that twice yes um yeah i think that was a necessity more than anything like i would have watched infinity war like again like if i had seen it in theaters i would have wanted to go a second time mm-hmm just for all, like, everything that happens in it. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah, I just can't, the end, I just can't get over the end. It's. It was such, like, you, relief, and then, like, I don't just the, like, what is happening, and then just, like, the absolute gut punch mm-hmm. of, like, just everything that happened. All of the dust, all of the stuff, and you're just, like, Holy shit. Yeah. I I remember a lot of the conversation I had conversations I had after this movie were the ramifications of half of the universe being dusted. And like we saw that helicopter, its pilot was dusted and uh crashed. Yeah. But you know, like, th- how many airplanes were in the air at that time? How many ships, submarines, uh, who knows? Maybe like a whole airplane. Only half the people on that have gotten dusted. The rest of them on are average. in an airplane yeah. that's plummeting to the ground. Right. Like, the, the ramifications extend far beyond just these people were dusted. Cars getting, cra- or, you know, cars, bikes, vehicles of all kinds, crashing trains, buses, subways you know no one there to flip the brake switch no one there to you know what somebody's like halfway through swinging like a wrecking ball on a crane and now they're gone and and now it just just destroying you know way more than you expected it to and you know it's 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 just so so far reaching right and that's just earth just earth and we know that there are at least a dozen more planets that we've been to through the movies and hundreds of thousands more beyond that that have life on them that are now half empty. Yeah. And I think, too, I was trying to think, because as I've mentioned a few times now, like, I knew almost everything that happened in all the other movies because of BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. And I think I knew about the dusting. Yeah. Though I don't know, I think, I don't remember if I specifically did not look at who got dusted. I don't remember if I knew or if I didn't know who it was. But I know that that was the thing that happened. Yeah. And it was still just like... Well, I mean, yeah, we were seeing, you were seeing it in early March, and it had been out, you know, 11 months by that point. Yeah. And so, like, I know having, you know, during that time knowing what had happened, so many memes about yeah. you know it's just the balance and then thanos and 
And I assume, too, I probably looked at most of it, like, when it first came out. Yeah. When everybody else was talking about it. And then, probably once we started watching the movies, I don't know how much I looked back at, like, all that stuff. So it's also entirely possible that even if I knew what happened, I'd forgotten by that point. Mm -hmm. So I'm really good about that. So. Well, and to be fair, though, like... Yeah, I mean, I remember, like, while we were watching the movies, not just Infinity War, but a lot of the times, you would look over to me and be like, oh, isn't so-and-so a bad guy? Yes. Isn't this, this, this? Or isn't that, that, that? And I would just be like, I don't know. Yeah, you wouldn't tell me. I wouldn't, even if I knew you knew. Yeah. You wouldn't give me the validation of letting me know. No. So no. then usually I would go to BuzzFeed So you would just look. look at it. Yeah. yeah. You would look it up. Yeah. So, you know, I, I knew... <laughs> I knew it was futile to, to withhold the information, but I wasn't going to give you that satisfaction. <laughs> that to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't like surprises. But they, uh, just, it. Well, in most cases, like, I'm not going to look up what happens ahead of time. No. But at this point, like, all of these have been out already and I already knew. It was just more of a matter of, like, trying to remember or trying to figure out who was who. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'll just look it up myself. Got, got to be like Thanos. I'll just do this myself. Yeah. <laughs> Buzzfeed is my Infinity Stones. Are they? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't think so. <laughs> um. I mean, on the one hand, I think it's obviously like a huge come down from Infinity War for the next two movies to be Ant-Man and the Wasp, which on the, like even on its own, I don't think Ant-Man and the Wasp is particularly good. It introduces like shitty villain and you know, it has all these problems and all of it is just to get you to the point where end infinity war already took you basically already. Like yeah. it ends right with everything being dusted. I feel like it's basically just like another version of the first Ant-Man. There's not a lot different with it i feel like besides some things wasp. that it helps to set up wasp for is the biggest thing yeah and stuff for endgame yeah um and then when you get captain marvel which at least is doing you know it's a new character it does tie directly into infinity war because of the beeper and whatnot or the pager uh but it takes place like 30 years ago Right. From it's more when... of a setup of just the character of Captain Marvel more so than having anything to do with what's going on right. at the moment. And so it's kind of lukewarm at best from that standpoint. But I do think it's kind of a necessity. You cannot... I, I think there would have been an even bigger outcry if you had tried to advance the story in a non-Avengers movie. If Ant-Man and the Wasp started where Infinity War ended. And made progress toward Endgame. Yeah. Independently of I think what that, else was going on. I think that would have been very disaster. No, I don't think I don't think any of the individual characters by themselves at this once you've gotten to Infinity War and all of the characters together, mm-hmm. knowing what happened, like you can't you can't go anywhere else from that besides to Endgame. Right. Other than little, these little kind of like side tangents that like put together a couple more pieces that we need yes. to get there. But yeah, you couldn't really go from like that and then having like Black Widow being like, I'm out of here and like going off on her own. Right. Trying to figure out or even Tony, another Iron Man movie of him trying to figure out like, okay, well, how do I fix this? Yeah. Wouldn't work. 
No. It's too... At that point, it's too... It's gotten too big that you can't really go back. You can't go backwards from that. Mm-mm. But... Yeah. yeah. So they had to... They approached it a different way. They did the best with what, like, the schedule permitted. Right. Um, so, I can't be too upset about it. Yeah. But... I think that's the only problem with the last three individual movies, I think, that we're going to have, is that once you get these two movies, like, how do you go back to just kind of the normal character movies? Yeah. Well, and I Even think... if the movies themselves are fine, there's just such a... They feel so small compared to, like, the other ones. It's true. And I think, you know, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, suffers the most from this. Because it is very conventional in its Marvel approach. And it was the first one that came out after Infinity War. And, you know, it just kind of ran parallel to that movie. Right. From a time standpoint. At least Captain Marvel is decades older. Uh, introducing a brand new character. Who we know is going to play a substantial role in Endgame. At least Spider-Man Far From Home built on the end of Endgame. Yeah, tied up kind of loose ends. Yeah, when it moved things forward a bit. Moved forward, tried to, you know, be the sort of transition into perhaps what's coming in the future. Yeah. Knowing that Black Widow is the next movie and that it... I don't know, there's more to that than just this is a movie about Black Widow. As far as I know, I don't know a ton about it. You'd have to assume it has to do something to start setting up some of the other things that are going to be happening. Right. But I think there's a there's truth to the idea that, like, I kind of want... If you want to give me more solo movies, there needs to be more to it than that. Yeah. It can't just be, oh, here's another story with Captain America. Right. Which we know it won't be. But, yeah. you know, they have a Black Panther movie announced. And obviously I want more Black Panther. Yeah. But what is he... What's his yeah. thing now? What's he going to do now? I don't know. That is a huge question mark. That is going to take a lot of finesse to make worthwhile yeah. and satisfying. Yeah. It's almost like you do this and then you sort of have to go back to square one and start whatever they're going to do. If they're going to start sort of setting up Another again thing. the links and the chains between the things. Because that's, for me, a lot of the best parts of the individual movies is the integration of like one like one character from over here into it. And, like, a mention of this other thing that ends up being important over here. Sort of that integration and the build-up and the weaving together of all the things. Right. And sort of, you know, you get this big culmination that they pulled off so well. That's the only bad thing, is they did it so well. Now it's like, can you do it again? Because that's going to be the expectation. But then, even beyond that, like, the fact that the Infinity War Endgame, you know, one-two punch did do so well. I don't, like, I don't want another of those. Like, I don't want them to just, like, okay, we're going to build up these characters. There's going to be, you know, this, you know, multi-piece MacGuffin that they're going to have to find. Or the world, you know, the universe is going to dis- be destroyed or, you know, some variation of that. Like, I don't want to see that same exact structure again. Right. And so... But I don't, I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah, what else do you do? I don't know. Because you figure also, I mean, superhero comic book movies, they're not all the same, but... They're similar. Similar. 
there's the hero, there's the bad guy, usually some sort of earth-destroying or <laughs> big bad yeah. thing is happening and they have to figure out how to fix it. Sort of. That's what they are. And I think when you look at like the history of the comic books, which you don't read, which I don't read, but <laughs> to my understanding, it's a lot of, okay, reset. Yeah. You know, okay, we're going to re- introduce spider-man as miles morales now instead of peter parker right he you know iron man is going to be a different person hulk is going to be a different person thor is now a different person everything is changing and we build it up again yeah. you know and so which there's some intrigue in that but there again is. it's like the same idea just with different characters right slightly slightly I, different characters yes i think there needs to be some other twists some other adjustments some other yeah but like at the same time like you said like what is that supposed to be i don't know and of course you know we say all this and yet if they released say iron man 4 and now it's gwyneth paltrow iron woman and like she gets her own trilogy of movies and And thunderbolt ross is in charge of her Still, or still or gonna we, go. <laughs> you know, we get like three Captain America movies, except it's Sam Wilson, and then we get Thor movies with Natalie Portman, and then we get, uh, you know, uh, you know whatever else, and they're just like almost carbon copies of the right. original movies, and they all lead to, uh, you know, Avengers New, uh, Avengers New Age of Deltron, Avengers <laughs> New. They fight Sonath. Xfinity, you know, like all you know all these different things and. I'm in. Like, they still have me. Yeah. Like, I'm not going away if they give me the exact same thing over and over again. Which sucks. From, like, (laughs) from a creativity standpoint, it really sucks that doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's an interesting future. Yeah. Ahead. Which, we'll get into that more. Yeah. Later. We kind of dabbled in a lot of different things here at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that'll Those there'll things. be more in-depth discussion about that. Yes. So, Infinity War. Any other things to say about this big movie? No, I need a drink after reliving it. <laughs> okay. I need more wine. Okay. Then uh, that will be it for part six of our Marvel Cinematic Universe retrospective. Thank you so much for listening. It does mean a lot. Uh, a lot a lot if you'd like to find more episodes of the show you can head over to iTunes, Stitcher other places where podcasts can be found you can also find all the episodes on the website circleoffilm.com including many other things you can find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film or Twitter at Circle of Film yeah, I am on Twitter also at algofaroz A-L-G-O-F-E-R-O-Z Yep. Yep. We, uh, if you'd like to support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, tell somebody about it, or listen. Listening goes such a long way. Uh, It it makes it all feel worthwhile. Yeah, so we're not just shouting into the void. Yep. And uh, if you are so inclined... You can become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film for as little as eight cents an episode. 
which will give you early access to all the episode, episodes that will be released early, which included this one. Uh, wasn't super early, uh, but it was early. Yeah. yeah. A couple days ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um, and of course, I have to thank Brian, mm-hmm. honored patron, subscriber. Uh, very generous, very courteous, very amazing. <laughs> very thankful. Um. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same again. Nothing's really left. Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute, Wait a minute. So long.